Thank you for listening to this Lunchtime Talk, produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. In this live recording, the Art Gallery's curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art, Nikki Cumpston, leads a Reconciliation Week talk on the Ken Sisters' work, A Sister's Story. Thank you all for coming. My name is Nikki Cumpston and I'm the curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art and the artistic director of Tarnandi, Festival of Contemporary Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art here at the Art Gallery of South Australia. I just want to start by paying my respect to the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the Adelaide Plains and just to honour all of their elders past, present and of course the young people who are moving up into the role of elders and all of the hard work that the elders do to bring them up to speed with the knowledge and information that they need in order to carry on the traditions and culture of the Ghana people. And of course Ghana people have an ongoing connection to the Adelaide Plains and just to honour and respect that, that continuation of culture. So this week is National Reconciliation Week, which began back in the 1990s as a way for non-Aboriginal people to celebrate and to honour and respect Aboriginal people. And of course it's led by, initially it was led by Aboriginal people, and the first, the very first date is um, the date that, that um, honours and, and remembers the, um, the National Sorry Day, um, which was on Saturday, the 26th of May, the anniversary of the 1967 referendum, of course, which 90% of Australians voted for Aboriginal people to be recognised on the census and to be given a vote. I was in Sydney on the weekend and I was able to go to a National Day of Mourning celebration which consisted of people who are descendants of, of the people who actually did a silent protest in 1938 to honour Aboriginal people and to give a voice which has now led to the annual celebrations of NAIDOC week. So, so just to hear those people who who had direct connection and sat around the table with their grandparents, who were the people who initiated, you know, just that opportunity for people to be able to, to talk about who we are as Aboriginal people and to pay respect um, to those people for the work that they've done and the ongoing work that people do in order to gain recognition for Aboriginal people here in Australia today. So I'm really fortunate, my family are Barkindji people from the Darling River in New South Wales and we're connected through to South Australia through our connections with the river. So Barker is the name for the river, the Darling River in Barkindji language and through the Murray Cod and the ancestral story of the Murray Cod thrashing its way along the river from all the way from Wentworth down to Coomerunk um, at Goolwa to the Murray Mouth um, we have this ongoing ancestral connection between both places. So today I'm here and I'm talking to you about the work of the Ken sisters. And you can see their triptych, which is just straight through the doorway. The reason we're in this, this particular gallery is because it's really difficult to speak within the open area of the atrium. 
which I'm sure many of you, I recognise your faces and you've been to many of our talks, and it's really frustrating <laughs> trying to be able to hear the speaker within that space. So we thought if we have you all in here, that we'd like you to go and have a closer look at the paintings once I've finished <laughs> speaking, so that you can actually get a, get a sense of, um, of the work and, and really appreciate it in much more close and finer detail. I thought I'd start with a quote. And the quote is by the elder sister of the Ken sisters. So the Ken sisters are a family who live in and around Armata in the far north of South Australia. Armata community is situated about 115 kilometres south of Uluru, directly south. So when you think about that, it gives you a bit of a sense of, of where they're situated within South Australia. And, and the family are a dynasty of, of artists. They first started at the art centre in Amata back when it was called Minamaku Arts. And Minamaku is the word for women and it's women belonging together was the name of the art centre. And it started as a social enterprise art centre where women could come together and they would make, they were weaving, they were making punu, the wood carved objects, and they were also working with fabrics and sewing. And so this developed further in the, the early 2000s when the men came into the art centre and wanted to be part of what was happening within the arts. And so they, and to be recognised for the work that they do. And so the name of the art centre was changed to Jala Arts. And Jala is the, the honey ant. Amata is situated on top of a major honey ant site. So it's a very important site. It's a beautiful location within the ranges. And that honey ant site runs all the way, all the way up to Papunya in the Northern Territory. And Papunya is situated about 250 kilometres north of Alice Springs. So it's a long, long trail that, that honey ant, those honey ants burrow. So the honey ants are found quite deep within the ground. I once went on a, on a honey ant gathering expedition and was quite surprised <laughs> to learn how deep you have to dig in order to get to the honey ants. And um, Yarachi Young, there's a terrific photograph of her in the Jala Arts book, which was published in 2015 by Wakefield Press. If you haven't seen it, get a hold of it. It's a fabulous, fabulous book. And there's a photograph in there of Yarachi, and she's um, digging, and the hole is as deep as she is tall. So it's, you know, it just goes to show the amount of work that's needed using a crowbar nowadays, but a digging stick back in the day before crowbars, to dig and dig and dig and dig and to get into those tunnels to, to get those sweet, delicious um, honey ants. So this painting, um, which we see through here, is created, as I said, by the five sisters. So we have um, Yarachi Young as the eldest sister, Frida Brady, Marinka Tunkan, Junkara Ken and Sandra Ken. And their mother, Panini Mick, had a hand in, I think, more so the actual gathering together of, of the women and sharing of the stories. Um, it's, it was interesting. I wasn't here, but I've heard the podcast from the opening weekend from the Adelaide 
biennial. And it was interesting to hear the way that, that the sisters referenced their mum. <laughs> and that's also on our website. So if you have a chance to listen to that, it's, um, it's a really interesting um, take from their perspective, which, you know, it was really great for me to be able to listen to. But I just wanted to, to share with you a quote by Yarachi Young, which was included alongside of her painting that was in the Tarnandi exhibition um, that closed in January. And her quote says, what she's saying is, the role of the artist is the same in the cities as it is in the bush. It's a respected position. Artists out here are known for being brave and adventurous. We push new ideas while still protecting and keeping our chukupa strong for our children and grandchildren. And I think that's really, it's really important to, to note that, that, that here is an artist who, who lives a long way from, from the city, but who works in the same mindset as an artist who lives in the city. So the difference is geographical. It's not actually in the way that the artist thinks about themselves as an artist, or in the way that they present themselves to the public as an artist. So I think that's really important to note and is something that has become more and more evident for me the longer I spend working with the artists and getting to understand and realise that, that their ideas, the way that they, they're interested in looking at other artists' work, because of course that helps us all to understand you know, who we are as artists and, and who we are within that broader picture of, of the art world. So the sisters within this particular painting, this collaborative painting is sharing with us the Kungarongkupa, the Seven Sisters creation story, and it's also sharing the Jala, the Jala honey ant story. So these are stories that they're, that they're responsible for. They're places connected with these stories within their country. There are trees. There are rocky outcrops, there are waterholes, and there are specific places within gorges and different parts of the ranges that all relate to what you see in that painting. So the responsibility for caring for, that, for those stories and all of the myriad of places that are embedded within the stories and within country are what the artists are sharing with us. So it's, their, it's a very personal story about their, their responsibility, but it's also about the beauty of the handing down of those stories. So Junkara Ken talks about the way that, that she was brought up, and that was that she would sit alongside her grandmother, who was a painter, and she would watch her grandmother paint, and so the stories were shared to her, so her grandmother would talk about what it was that she was painting, and so she learnt from that. Junkara is a very particular artist. She has all of her own paints, all of her own colourways. So she has a complete control over, over the palette that she uses. And she's very particular about the way that she paints. I'm not saying other people aren't, but that was just something that struck me when I met Junkara and... and I guess really it was through that, that friendship that we developed that I started to then, I was able to learn more from her about the way that she worked. Because as you know, not, you can't 
you know, you can't always have a relationship with everybody. But it just so happened that with Giancara, I was able to connect and I was able to learn a little bit more about her process. And just to see her working within the Art Centre was very different to the way that other artists worked within the Art Centre. And you might recognise from the Desert Country catalogue from 2010, Giancara Ken's painting is on the cover of that catalogue. And at the time, she was really coming into her own. She was considered at that point an emerging artist. So it's just been terrific to see her progression as an artist and coming up now to be one of the stronger hands within, you know, within the compositions that you see within the, the, dip di uh, the triptych that, that the Ken sisters have created. So having an opportunity like the Adelaide Biennial and Erica Green for you know, her foresight to include the Ken sisters within the, the Biennial really gave an opportunity for the artist to create a new work. And that's something that I think, I think there's a little bit of confusion around that whole thing about re respect for ongoing connection and, and tradition with country and with that, with that responsibility that goes with it. But it's the action itself of painting, it's the action of making that is the strength that, that is keeping the strength within culture. It's not about us exhibiting the work. It's about the artists having the opportunity to make the work. And there's a quote that came uh, from Sky Amara, who's the, she was the long-standing art centre manager at Jala Arts, but is now the art centre, uh, sorry, the APY art centre collective uh, manager. And I just felt it really rang true for me when I read this, and so I'm going to read you this quote now by Sky. Cultural maintenance is in the act of painting rather than the outcomes in museums, books, etc. The act of painting is the cultural celebration and keeps culture alive and passed through the generations. This is why the APY elders and artists have achieved so much working with the Art Gallery of South Australia because it's safe and a trusted relationship where art will be celebrated as good art without pressure or cultural intrusion. And I think that really for, for us, we're, we're fortunate that we've been able to forge these relationships and have these ongoing connections with people. It's something that, that comes, you know, with a lot, of, a lot of hard work, a lot of respect and a lot of, you know, it's not, not always, you don't always have these opportunities in life but I'm very, very fortunate for the projects that I've been able to work on here at, at the gallery and, and that chance to really build and develop and, and give people this opportunity to make work and make work in a meaningful way that, that we can support. I'm just thrilled that through um, Tarnandi we've been able to actually acquire this work into the collection. So it's, you know, it's... It's a very, very important work to see the, you know, the five sisters working so closely together. And you know, in 2016, they were honoured with the Win Prize for a collaborative painting that they did. Um, you know, and that's the award for landscape painting through the Art Gallery of New South Wales. So it's been, it's been just terrific to see their careers and their progression as people and as artists you know, continuing on in such a dynamic way.
I think I'll close just by um, sharing with you. On Sunday night, I was in Sydney at the Opera House and it was the Red Ochre Awards, so the, the National Indigenous Art Awards that the Australia Council for the Arts um, support and sponsor. And they, so at the awards, there was the Red Ochre Award was announced. And this year, as they did last year, they decided to give a Red Ochre Award to a male and female artist. And that's for lifetime achievement in the arts. And so they awarded Mavis Ngalameta, who we've worked with on previous Tarnandis. She was the, the um, female winner of the Red Ochre Award. And John Mwanjal AM, who is from central Arnhem Land and who we're working on for Tarnandi this year. I'm currently working on the exhibition with the Museum of Contemporary Art and it will open there in July and then with us in October for Tarnandi. So it was really timely and we're all just so thrilled for him um, you know, to be given this award. But also Hetty Perkins won the fellowship, the two-year fellowship, so she'll be supported for two years to, to create projects and, and work on, on whatever it is that she wants to work on exclusively for two years. And then there was um, Thomas E.S. Kelly who won the Dreaming Award, which is the Emerging Young Persons Award, and he's a dancer from New South Wales. So it was just a great honour to be there. But the thing that I that I found really beautiful that happened was that each of the artists had the next generation with them. So John Mwanjal had what was his grandson, Narich, or Ananias, and um, Mavis had a granddaughter who was so painfully shy. But she, she got up there and she said this beautiful speech for her grandmother and we couldn't believe that she actually spoke because she was so scared of actually coming out and coming up to the front. And um, Hetty Perkins was, wasn't in Sydney and so her daughter Thea accepted her award. And Thomas spoke about his father, his uncle and his grandfather who had, he's very deeply influenced and encouraged by. So it was just really terrific to see that, you know, really that's... That's the way that, that we work. It's about sharing stories, it's about sharing culture internally within our families, but then also turning that around and sharing that with the wider public through works of art or you know, dance or whatever expression it is. But that, that to me really just rang home that, that that's who we are and that's, that's really what it is that we need to be doing more and more of. So I'll finish there. But if anybody has any questions, please um, let me know. <clears throat>